1: Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the F1 podcast that gets progressively slower as time goes on. Which is either absolutely outrageous or completely fine.
2: I think it's the only way we can win.
1: Welcome to For Formula One. Chica, this
0: is uh, Phil. We're going to need you to pick up the pace a little bit. I do this bit,
1: I'll do it how I want
2: uh chica can you do the next intro please
1: sorry guys that last one was so good i've just fucking quit mm. i'm chica reyes and today from the horse and groom in marina we look back at the abu dhabi grand prix so much has gone on since the last race new champions retirements driver punishments cars wheels helmet i can't even list it here because it's been so busy so you've got all that and more to look forward to let's crack on with me is a man who is considering also resigning from driving lessons. It's Terry Saunders.
2: My driving instructor is very calm and collected. And after best part of a year, I finally made him lose his rag. What did he do? <laughs> just, it was the statement today when he just went, Terry, you've got to look in the side mirrors. <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, I nearly clicked a car. Uh. Should, he keeps, I should be doing my test by now. I think I've. I think I'm never going to be able to be world champion. I thought
1: he said you could do your test. I thought this was... He kept saying
2: a few weeks... About a month or two ago, he kept saying, have you booked your test? And I was like, I don't think I'm ready. And now he's very deliberately not asking me <laughs> that.
0: I, <think laughs> I don't want to push you, but this is, this is the time to strike. There is a seat available in F1 next season, and people are scrabbling around for it.
2: Mm-hmm. Look, let, let me just... Today, at a junction on a hill, I could not get my clutch control right. I have no chance at starting You don't
1: license. need a driving licence to drive for Mercedes. Don't I? No, you can drive without a normal driving licence, can't you, but Phil? But if,
2: if you're struggling
0: on a hill start... <laughs> yeah.
1: There's no hills in Formula One. Have you
0: seen the first, the first, the, the first corner at Austin? Isn't it, on a massive hill? Oh, yeah, but that's ages away. Yeah. But that's <laughs> even the most
2: of the season to get it i right. have such a lead by then, I can just kind <laughs> of start at the back.
1: And alongside him is a motoring journalist who has been up to his ears in numbers. It's Phil Tromans. That's
2: right.
0: I've had such a boring couple of weeks that the only thing I could think of to talk about at the beginning of this podcast is the fact that I've been doing my tax return.
2: What have you been doing, Julia?
1: Well, this weekend I got my first ever real-life grown-up Christmas tree. Not a plastic one. Mm, Big step in life, I think.
2: Have you decided what you're going to do with it when Christmas is over?
1: Saw it up and burn it. I didn't know. I haven't thought about that bit. Yeah, so he took it home and uh, Tom was like, I've got loads, loads of Christmas decorations, don't mind, loads. We're going to cover this six foot tree. Anyway, he got the bucket of Christmas decorations out, gave it to me. There was like five was ball just balls receipts. in there. <laughs> it is time for some uninformed speculation about the future of F1. So it has been a roller coaster of a season. Nico Rosberg is world champion for the first and last time. Less than a week after picking up the title in Abu Dhabi, Rosberg dropped the bombshell of the year when he retired unexpectedly. Unsurprisingly, our social media feeds promptly imploded. Lee Hemingborough said, Strange time to retire when they are making the cars faster, more grip and downforce next year, and he's only 31.
2: Strange time to retire indeed, I have to agree with that.
1: Richard Smith said, I suppose it, at least his career won't fizzle out like button and masses. That is quite a good point.
2: I mean, it's hard to <coughs> quit when you're on the top. Most sports careers end in failure. That's You know you, sort of, a, you think you can go on longer than
0: you can. Yeah. And your performances inevitably decline and you end up with a...
2: It's like when, like when you see like a third division football team and there's some old premiership player playing. You're like, oh, come on, mate, give up. So in one way, for someone who is not a Rosberg fan, full respect for this crazy quitting news but secondly oh it's a bit weird isn't it
0: <laughs> I'm torn on this because I'm not a, a massive Rosberg fan you're not not hugely, no yeah. I mean not not as big a fan as Terry is love him. first of all can I say as soon as Abby Dubby finished and he was interviewed it's the most I've liked Rosberg all year because he didn't give these sort of careful utterly dull media trained non-committal answers he actually showed some emotion I was like bloody hell that was hard I'm mean, absolutely really knackered yeah I'm going to have a great time I'm really pleased it's the best thing ever I was like, oh, yeah, fair enough. And now, and now he's basically said that whole year was an absolute nightmare. I've got a baby daughter. I'm not going to beat Lewis again, <laughs> let's be honest. So might as well knock it on the head. And I can understand that.
2: No, I can too. And it reminds me of the year that Button won when all the interviews all the way through the year kept going, oh, you must have been the pressure about the championship. And he's like, no, no pressure at all, no pressure at all. And then when he won, they were like, how was it? He was like, oh, I was under so much pressure. <laughs> I, nearly had, I nearly broke. <laughs> so there is respect there. But then there is that kind of... It's Not going to make the best sporting movie, is it? I've won the championship. How did you win? Was it through being the best? What, no, it mm. was through being really diligent and making sure I could do everything right and making sure that I do all the fitness right and neglect But, my but he had to, didn't he? I
0: mean, if he was gonna, he's, there's no way he was going to beat Hamilton on, on talent alone. Mm. He had to, and, and I, I believe it started after Austin last year, and he basically said, right, I'm going to have to literally sort of tick every box and dot every I and but just I- make sure that everything is in place because I can't do it on skill alone.
1: I also think it's the kind of looking to Hamilton like you can't prove that you can beat me again. Does that make sense? Oh Who, ha- yeah, no.
0: Hamilton saying that or Rosberg? No, no, no Rosberg. Rosberg.
1: If it happened again, same situation. Very likely Hamilton would beat him again. Yeah. Yep. But yep. Rosberg retiring is a bit like, no, nah, you can't show you that.
0: Yeah, I, I don't gonna think Hamilton's going to be <laughs> that bothered about it. I
1: don't know. I think he is. I think you know. No, he, I don't, he don't so. get I mean, they, and-
0: Hamilton has pointed out quite reasonably that they've been racing sort of together on near thereabouts for about 18 years and this is the only time that Rosberg's ever beaten him but you beat him yeah I think yeah I'm sure I'm sure Lewis will be like ugh but I don't think anybody can really look at this season and again I'm sure we'll talk about more of this in the next episode I don't think anybody can realistically when you break it down look at this season come to any other conclusion than that Hamilton lost this whether through his fuck-ups at Baku or or in Singapore or, or through mechanical problems as opposed to Rosberg wiping the floor with
2: him. But then in a way isn't doesn't this make it the most worthy world champion because that's how Formula 1 works, it's about shaving all the inconsistencies Yeah, off. no, it's it's the it's marginal the gains perfect way mm. of winning a championship in terms of how the rest of the sport works it just happens to be really dull and uninspiring. Yeah. <laughs> with which Formula 1 is sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is just
0: like I'm, not, I'm not taking anything away from Rosberg, he won it legitimately and yeah. and, and and you know Good luck to him. Nobody's going to take uh, that title away from him. But uh, I don't think anybody's going to remember him as one of the one of the greats, you know.
2: No.
1: But it does mean that F1's silly season is back with a vengeance as all of the grid scrabbles to find Toto Wolf's mobile number and put themselves in the frame for what must be the seat to have for 2017. So who will partner Hamilton next year? If F1 fans get their way, it'll be Fernando Alonso. Revisiting the ill-fated alliance with Hamilton from 2007. But without Ron Dennis there to mess everything up.
2: Wouldn't it be amazing if next year it was Hamilton Alonso with Ron Dennis at Mercedes? <laughs> 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 just hire him in just for a shits and giggles. <laughs> <laughs> just like, come on, yeah, run the team for a Great year. I've going. often thought that Mercedes doesn't
0: have enough people at the top. Because
2: exactly. <laughs> be at the
0: moment, who they've got? They've only got Dieter Zetcher, Toto Wolf, Nicky Lauder, yeah, Rón They need a Ron
2: Dennis in there to stir things up a bit. Because there's one thing
0: I've learned is if you want a good broth, more cooks.
2: Tell Ron Dennis he's the boss, but tell everyone else he's just got a ceremonial role. Oh, watch the fireworks.
1: Stephen Teal said surely Alonso will pay to break his own McLaren contract for that ride.
0: I think Alonso (laughs) would break anything for that ride.
1: (laughs) Two things. Is there any chance he could get it?
2: No, I think that his contract would have had, like, performance clauses, like when he signed that contract they were like oh we're going to be winning championship next year so they probably did these crazy things like if you're not third you can walk away because we're going to win so i reckon there probably is performance clauses and secondly we all know a contract isn't worth anything in formula one as i'll talk about in the state of f1 later on if that challenge is important to him he could drive next year for no fee and i think he's at the age now with the amount of money he's got i think he probably would for one last chance
0: I mean, there's always the chance that that is right, and we've seen that kind of stuff happen before. But I wonder if this late and the inevitable legal challenges that would fly about from anything trying to break contracts and, oh, no, you can't do this, no, you can do this, and then they go to court, and it would just take too long for him to be able to get in there for pre season testing.
1: Mark Stokes said, I would love to see Fernando, but I expect Verline will get it.
2: Yes, Verline is probably most likely, let's be fair. He's already a Mercedes driver, he's driven the car, he knows the team. It's quite sexy
0: would you feel a little bit sorry for Ocon if that happens because last time we were all like oh, Ocon's got that force in your seat that's, that's good for him it sucks it's for, on for you, isn't it? it's just luck where, where the cards yeah. fall
1: Adam Haycox on Twitter said Vettel Farrar have been pushing back hard against him thinking he had nowhere else to go but he does now do you think they never have him
2: I mean he's kind of distanced himself from the rumours today in the news but is as that just as to- Wolf Toto Wolf? says he doesn't want to you know balls
0: up any other team's plans
2: yeah, but fuck that. <laughs> Come on, that's what you would say <laughs> if you were talking to Vettel. You'd say to the press, I'm not talking to Vettel whilst he's there. But I mean,
0: we've seen what happens with Hamilton and Alonso. We've seen what happens with that Vettel was young and Weber. Hamilton. We've seen what happens with Vettel and Weber. That we've seen what happens Vettel. with Hamilton and Rosberg. Can you that imagine young Rosberg. Ham- the fireworks <laughs> that you get between Vettel and Hamilton? Yeah, that's what I want. We want
2: fireworks. Mercedes want fireworks.
1: Richard Stevenson said a Vettel Hamilton axis would be a complete bitch fest. Bring it on.
2: That that's yep. sums
0: up exactly what I think would happen. It yep. would, would be—I mean, it'd be entertaining.
2: I think it has to be for the good of Formula One. If Liberty Media have got any say in driver negotiations, they will be putting Alonso or Vettel in that car.
1: Okay, so with all the palaver over Rosberg giving up, it would be easy to forget about F1's other retirees. So Massa had his moment in Brazil, so we've forgotten about him already, right? Yep, yep. But it was also Jensen Button's final race, and after twatting his suspension to pieces on a curb, he rocked back up the garage and got straight onto the sauce.
2: He got wankly. He did actually Quite. get face really this? fast. They interviewed him like, at the end, and he was just like, eh, it's amazing if given it up, it's great. Well, it?
0: A couple of them interviewed him, actually, because he, he went out, was it lap 12 or something? So quite early in the race.
2: I think, he's, I think he's a lightweight. He's so fit. Oh course he He's he so super fit. He never drinks. He hasn't had champagne for at least three years. <laughs> <laughs> and I reckon he had like one Johnny Walker, and he was off. Did you see the different interviews with
0: him? So there was no. one, I think, when, when Channel 4 caught up with him. So they had David Coulthard and... Mark Webber and he was basically sitting out the back of one of the pits surrounded by either family or a harem of ladies I'm not sure but they were conspicuously mostly female and he was just like hey having a great time who's winning or something I think it was while the race was still going on or just after he didn't know what had happened and then later on on Sky he basically took over Ted's notebook which was absolutely brilliant he, Ted, Ted Kravitz was walking down the pit lane button comes in grabs the mic and goes, right JB's notebook what's going on who's won I don't know anyway I'm having a brilliant time
2: Oh, it was tremendous, device. and I'd like to
0: see I'd like to see drunk Button at every race next season.
2: <laughs> that would. Well, let's not forget his dear father, who passed away a couple of years ago, was always wankered at the races. <laughs> he always had a glass of wine. He's in the, he's in the the hospitality, and. Do you remember when he like, won the championship but his, his dad was fucking plastered. Genuinely, I hope his
0: ambassadorial role uh, for McLaren... Have they still got Johnny Walker at McLaren? <laughs> yeah. I'd like to just see him like doing a Ted Kravitz down the pit lane but just swigging from a bottle of whiskey.
2: <laughs> I'm not going to drive, <laughs> but because I've decided not to drive, I'm going to really if drink. Because <laughs> if you drink, never drive. Is that a Heineken? Oh... <laughs>
1: And we can talk about the other retiree, Deputy Race Director Herbie Blash, who has also called it a day. After a 50-year career that spans some 760 races, Phil and Terry, what are your thoughts on the man that I will be calling the love bug from now on?
2: He was a lover above anything else. (laughs) And we'll miss him for whatever the fuck he did. I mean, what the fuck did he do?
0: Well, I had, a big, I had a big thing in the script that basically summed his career up and somebody's deleted it. Yeah, so. I can't <laughs> it <was. laughs> it So I was boring. going to tell you exactly what he did. But from memory, he's basically been in F1 forever, like sort of either the late 50s or what the early 60s. What does he do? Well, he started off, he was a mechanic. He's no, no, deputy no, 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 no. race director. Not that's what, what he did. He's deputy what? race director.
1: What does that mean? That means he's he race director's Charlie right-hand, right-hand shoes, man. Makes yeah. him
0: his coffee. He, the mm, he your shepherds, your after the race, he shepherds people to the room of all.
2: Your blurb blur, the U. I cut said that he hired Charlie Whiting, Charlie was Whiting is his boss.
0: Yes. So. so. But he, when, he was, when he was at Brabham, so he, he got mates with Bernie, and then when Bernie took over Brabham, Bernie hired Herbie Blash, and Herbie Blash hired Charlie Whiting, because I believe Charlie Whiting's younger than Herbie Blash. And now, of course, Charlie Whiting is race director, Herbie Blash is deputy race director. He's sort of like mini Charlie. He's like mini-me to Charlie Whiting's Dr Evil.
2: But his job does seem to be, say to the drivers... Gotta go this way, and all the drivers go, Yeah, I fucking know. (laughs) I go into this room, I get on the scales, I go to the room, yeah, but I know. I think he
0: just basically follows, he's like Charlie Wanny's hype man. Yeah. Just stands behind him going, Yeah!
2: So, 760 races. Last uh, 300 of been him going, yeah. go that way. But he's good riddance. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, harsh. I, I, I mean, I, I'll be honest, I don't know a huge amount about what he does, but I tell you what, exactly. I'm really looking forward to his inevitable book because I bet he knows all the secrets.
1: So, in other news, the 2017 race calendar has been released. No more Germany.
2: This is because of Nico Rosberg. <laughs> Nico Rosberg's well, like or the or German retiring? champion. German Grand Prix go great our ticket sales will be great next year and then Luke Rosberg goes I resign. and Germany goes well fuck it <laughs> we're not gonna have a race <laughs> well I mean was he was he was he that popular in Germany no
0: anyway? I think attendances have been falling
2: Vettel is anyway. unpopular in Germany Rosberg's unpopular because they're both seen as aloof and elite especially Rosberg who isn't actually even German Schumacher on the other hand was seen as being a man of the people that's why the popularity in Germany of Formula 1 went through the roof when Schumacher was king because he was seen as like a normal He's a shoemaker. A normal guy. Uh-huh. Exactly, he's name's like a shoemaker. Where Vettel is from veterinary, which is a really <laughs> middle class nobody, nobody likes a vet. No <laughs> one likes it. If a you ever met a vet you like The last vet I met, put my cat down.
0: There you go. Oh, man. I mean, do we have fond memories of any particular German Grand Prix? Because I, I mean, in history, Hockenheim and the Nürburgring—I mean, they don't get much bigger than that. But these days, the Nürburgring's got no money; they don't race on the Nordschleife anymore. Yeah, since they Hockenheim's got Hockenheim's been neutered as well.
2: Yeah, since they got rid of the Hockenheim bit through the trees, it's been a bit shit.
0: I mean, it did kill Jim Clark, so you can understand why. But
2: yeah, but they didn't get rid of that bit for like another forty years, so it's not quite like.
0: I think it's a shame. In theory, I can't think off the top of my head of any classic German Grand Prix in recent years. But it does seem—I haven't said that. I've not looked into it. but It does
2: seem utterly insane the Mercedes have won are dominating the sport and there's no German Grand Prix that seems crazy it does but they ain't got no money honey
1: tell us how wrong we are you can tweet us at for F1's sake or find us on Facebook where we're FF1S or you can email us at wrong at FF1S as it's been a while since the actual race, we'll quickly rattle through a rundown of the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix to remind ourselves of how the 2016 season finished on the track. Let's start with Mercedes. Abu Dhabi showed us the sly fox within former world champion Lewis Hamilton. He slowed down at the end of the race in the hope that his fellow drivers might be able to overtake his teammate and consequently crush his dreams. This didn't work, but it did provide one of the most gripping bits of F1 telly of all time. I'm fed up with boring Mercedes 1-2s, and yes, this was a Mercedes 1-2, but it showed crafty driving, and F1 needs more crafty driving. So, after the race, there were rumours of punishment, um, and it was recently announced that Hamilton will not be punished because of the tactics. What do you think of this? Do you agree?
2: He shouldn't be punished because he still won the race, and, you know, there was a 1-2. I mean, I think, ironically, if he'd have won the championship, he would have been... Perhaps liable to be punished he'd well, because have, he'd forced Rosberg to come forward Because he'd whatever.
0: lessened the overall Mercedes success yeah. in that race. Twitter and Facebook and all other social media mm-hmm. streams were full of vitriol for Hamilton after that race. Did you guys think he was doing anything wrong?
1: I no. thought it was brilliant.
0: Wasn't Great. it? Was so Great. I thought the same. thought I thought mean, it must be so difficult to do to go just slow enough that Rosberg can't get past you but put him into the clutches of, of Vettel and Verstappen and everyone and it livened up what otherwise wouldn't have been a classic mm-hmm. race I would love to see more of that to be honest I, know, I know we're always bitching about how oh, we're going to go fast all the time but then unless it's really interesting
1: Red Bull the team have impressed us all <laughs> season with several podium appearances one's been drinking out of a shoe while the other fed out of a bottle <coughs> and in this race the one that mattered their two stop strategy worked and at times we fantasised that Verstappen might overtake the current world champion ruining his dreams while shouting fuck you as he went past but that didn't happen, and we're all pleased for Rosberg. Oh. Did you think there was ever a chance that Max might have been able to achieve that move? Oh,
2: I'm just a bit gutted that it didn't quite. Power. Like, it was great. Him, like, spinning on the first lap, and then the weird strategy, and then him being back up there, and then Lewis and everyone. Another brilliant comeback drive. It was great. It was mm. amazing. It was a great drive. All amazing. It's just like. <coughs> I don't want to say anything about this race it was disappointing because it was exciting but you know those things where you just like that last few laps you just kind of go it's well, not oh, going to happen is it yeah. and it was just looking like it was going to be amazing it was
0: basically Hamilton's tactics I think if he'd had done them slightly earlier it would have been better for Verstappen but, having said that probably would have been better for Vettel as well but it might have it might have worked better if Hamilton had tried his backing up tricks slightly earlier but on. wouldn't
1: that have put Hamilton at risk wouldn't that be more of a yeah
0: but I mean he was at risk anyway wasn't he that was the whole thing of going really fast in the first sector so Rosberg couldn't get past, and then slowing it down. I think correctly. he throw down
2: a Schumacher and just parked sideways on the track, <laughs>
0: and let the run over his face. And then Rosberg, was it whoever it was, I can't remember. then Rosberg would have just like was that stopped. That
2: race? Were you? Yeah. Oh. There'll be more stories like that later <laughs> in the show.
1: So what about Ricardo?
2: I feel like it summed up his season in that he didn't do anything wrong. His teammate Span and finished ahead of him. So well, I think hmm.
0: Ricardo overall won the season. that we? We'll talk about this in the season review episode. But I think overall Ricardo's had the better of him this season, but we've not <laughs> talked about him quite
2: as much because Verstappen's been spectacular. Yeah, uh, I think I think he'll be. I think Ricardo would have been a pissed off with this race.
1: Ferrari, the team of foul-mouthed has-beens. But <laughs> I only have one word to describe Vettel after the race: superhero. It's two words. No, I just said super, no, superhero is one word. Yes, one word. It's one word. Thank you, journalist. He drove so well and made Rosberg sweat when no one else could. Raikkonen had a good race, no headlines, but he had tyre issues... Do you reckon Ferrari would have been pleased with that race? This is
2: Ferrari who built a theme park in, was it in Abu Dhabi? It's literally next to the it's track. It's literally yeah. next to the track that they were like, oh, this is going to be amazing. We are Ferrari. And I think, did they, has it now shut down? No, it's still going as far as I'm aware. I think it's shut down. I don't think it has. I think it has.
0: I'll Google it. I don't think it has.
2: We haven't got time to Google stuff. I'll okay. Google it too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we may or may Dubai not interrupt this podcast <laughs> with information on whether, I don't think it has.
2: I mean, it's a bit disappointing. I've been there a
0: couple of times. You've been? Yeah, a couple of times.
2: Disappointing, disappointing. How is it? It's got. It's got. When you walk in, they say this is the best thing ever. And then, as you as you walk around the whole thing, you go, "It's just a bit mediocre." Which is very accurate at like a f- f- Ferrari essentially,
0: a Yes, team. that is exactly what it's like. It's an amazing building. It's the largest indoor theme park in the world, so it's a spectacular place. I mean, that's a weird stat. And it's got one largest amazing- indoor theme park.
1: Also, the fact you know that
0: it's an impressive building, and it's got one amazing roller coaster. Uh, what's it called? Formula Rossa, I think it's called, which is the, like the fastest roller coaster in the world. It's amazing. The
2: best thing about it is they've they've scratched off the faces of all of the Alonso pictures. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't replaced it, they've just got they've just kind of got, oh this is last year's season with, uh, I, with I mean I haven't been in a couple of years, driver. I wouldn't be surprised
0: if they actually haven't bothered doing that. Because the trouble is the rest of it was all a bit boring. They had some nice classic cars there, but yeah, okay. it's not great. And it, it's kind of sums We're up really Ferrari. Going really. off topic here.
1: Sorry, yeah. No, I'm talking so, about Ferrari. But so but yeah, sums them up. That was a good race from battle. Oh, we did. They well. would have yeah. been really pleased with
0: yeah. that. No, it worked really well. Strate- strategically, it worked really well. Mm-hmm. He drove really well. It's only you came up for the rest with the strategy. Oh,
1: didn't, think, they, didn't they, just, they tell him to come in earlier than he did. I think they just Classic. reach into a
2: hat these days. They just kind of go. Oh, yeah, the magic eight ball says you might want to think about pitting on this lap.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> the thing is, they'll be quite pleased with that because he got a podium on the last race season. But at the same time, you know, that's like going. Oh, um, my mate died this week. But you know, uh. Got a tenner on the lottery. I,
0: like dark. I was thinking like a consolation goal after you've been hammered 7-0 and you just make it 7-1 at the end. Same difference,
1: like. yeah. Williams. So last podcast, Terry told us quite strongly how he feels about Mass's retirement, but I think that our adorable, emotional Brazilian will be pretty chuffed with getting points in his final race. Bottas, however, said his car was bouncing and he had to retire and hope that it doesn't bounce in 2017. <clears throat> Next year is, of course, Williams' 40th anniversary. New car, etc. Do you reckon we'll see it up there at last in the top three?
2: No, nope. no, no. Okay. Next year they're going to have Lance Stroll, who will have some great suits. Great suits. <laughs> he wears great really suits. good suits. Is this, is
0: this going to be the the thing that we attach to Lance Stroll in 2017? It's yeah. really nice suits.
2: Nice. Suit.
1: How, how do you kn- how do you know this? he just
2: got a lot of money. I reckon he would dress as well. That's so all. We're this. Gonna, we have to run with this next year. <laughs> no, I, just think, I just think
1: he
0: would
2: have like. Have a you ever
1: seen him in a suit?
2: I've never seen him. Right. I don't know what he looks like. But <laughs> <laughs> I reckon in the press conferences he'll just have it's a racing overalls
1: and he'll just have
0: just going to be dripping in Gucci. He'll
2: Just be like a a, a, a lapel that that that, that Bottas doesn't have.
0: Like a Savile
2: Row race suit. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Do you remember a few years ago they had that weird thing where they'd have the, the press conference jackets to wear oh, yes. all of the sponsorship was facing forward? He'd yes. have like a, a special kind of blazer. <laughs> like a pinstripe Hello. race suit. <laughs> like the, where they've all got like water sipping from a straw. He'll just have like a butler coming up. Here we are, sir. i went the chicane with
1: is the this, water. Is this because he's got a rich dad? Sorry yeah. Yes.
0: And we, as we all know, rich people have butlers and cravats mm. and stuff. Do you remember
2: yep. he wear a cravat? He <laughs> oh, wear a cravat. Mark my, my words.
0: This is going to be like when we were convinced that Will Stevens sold stuff out of the back of a car. and
2: Yep. <laughs> he did. Yeah. Okay.
0: Can you refute that? Run, we're going to run with that. That's, that's now. That's Stroll's career summed up.
1: Sauber. This was not the plan. Sauber wanted to end the season with people in pubs around the world putting their pints down, wiping the frothy bit off their lips and saying, do you know what? Sauber really do have potential. But after the race... Terry, Phil, wipe this beer off your faces and tell us how you feel about Salber.
2: I feel kind of ambivalent, but well done them for not being last, and here's hoping that next year they won't be last, which is about the best I can say (laughs) for them. I mean,
0: Their crowning glory in this race was was managing to not somehow let Manor beat them, but they were, what, 15th and 16th, I think? Uh, Basically, they did nothing. Mm -hmm. Luck alone meant that they've got a load of extra money for next year, but they will still probably be terrible.
1: Force India. I love Force India. They're fourth in the Constructors' Championships. They're like the friend you never expect to come to your party, but then they're always there with a smile on their faces and then they bring their own drinks. Which metaphor would you use to describe Force India's 2016 season?
2: It's a bit like when you've got fruit flies and you're like, these fruit flies are everywhere. I'll tell you what I do. I'll empty the bin and I'll get rid of all the fruit. Mm. And then, sure enough, at the end of the year, fourth in the championship. (laughs) You you just didn't give us enough time to do that metaphor. I'm
0: going to go with flies as well. Uh, I was in the States a couple of years ago. and We were staying in Brownfield, Texas, which is not a great place to visit. And we stayed in a very, very cheap hotel. And we went in there. There were a load of flies. And I thought, Mm -hmm. oh, oh, I'll see if I can kill them. I got a towel. And in the course of about 10 minutes, I killed 15 flies, which was much better than I expected. So I was in a terrible position, but I was quietly pleased with myself. And I think that's a lot like Force India.
2: Yeah, because... Let's not forget, V.J. Malia is basically bankrupt and is wanted by most.
0: But you give him a towel and a room full of flies. And he will
2: sell those flies at a profit.
1: That is interesting. But possibly
2: fraudulently.
0: Yeah, oh yeah. They're Allegedly. Actually, he'll
2: sell them as watches. <laughs> Time flies. Allegedly. Hayes. Hayes. Harse. Harse. Harse.
0: Go West Country with it. Hey. Anyway.
1: Finished 11th and 12th, good for Hayes, but not good for points, and more importantly, not good for respect. Grosjean got signs angry by banging his wheels, and then got some super softs on and went after Alonso. He didn't get him. Gutierrez was always behind him. Did Grosjean seem particularly aggressive to you? I, I
2: just—he doesn't know what's going on. That, that car's got weirdly worse over the year. They fluked into the first few races, then they haven't got the brakes working all year. I
0: don't remember anything about them in the race. We'll talk about them over the season in the next episode, but for this race, pff, it's nothing to say about them. Brilliant.
1: What's Gutierrez doing next year?
0: Nothing at the moment. A Mercedes. Oh, you, you watch him and end up as a Mercedes. That would be <laughs> yeah. hilarious and I also awful.
2: I have seen him remember at Manor if the line Oh, yeah, that's more likely we actually. <laughs> Matter or Mercedes, you know. That's the way he's not.
0: He's not the only Mexican. If he was the only Mexican, like you There's know, loads people. Of people <laughs> well, people are talking. <laughs> not, not in the world. But people are talking about Nazzu, you know, being pretty much a shoe in for one seat because he represents the only Brazilian on the grid next year, and Brazilian obviously a massive audience for F1. But we've got Perez, who's um. better than Gutierrez. So I don't. I wonder unless Gutierrez comes with a ton of cash, it's or not changes
1: year, country he's from.
2: Oh, the Rosberg.
0: Uh, well, we'll see also Grosjean, who's actually Swiss. What? And is Verline actually German or is he Mauritian? What? I can't remember. Everything's a lie. And actually Lewis Hamilton is French.
1: McLaren. <laughs> Abu Dhabi was McLaren's final chance to show people that they're a team to be reckoned with. Alonso thought his super-soft tyres might be able to get him past Massa, but they didn't, and Button rounded off his season by getting his sixth DNF of 2016. The question I have for you, and what I've been asking myself the whole race, was what does an ambassador do? Ferrero
2: Roche. Yep, especially Jensen- like N- Nigel be, Farage and Trump. Justin Button's going to be walking around the McLaren motorhome next year just with lots of Ferrero Roche. Yep,
0: McLaren weren't very good.
2: Next.
1: Mm. Renault.
2: Not very good. Next.
1: I think it's time for a game. Oh uh, Uh, yes! A game that we love. (coughs) Is it the The old favourite? Yes or Renault? Yes. We played it once before. We'll play it again.
0: Do you mean yes? No, (laughs) Renault.
2: Oh, Renault. (laughs) Question
1: number one. Now, as we know, Terry won last time. Yep. So, uh, (coughs) Phil, this is your chance. Can you go over the
2: rules for the listeners?
1: So, uh, I'll ask a question, and then um, Terry and Phil have to answer either yes or Renault. Brilliant. Question one. Palmer blamed running into the back of signs on tyre degradation. Yes, or Renault?
0: Yes, Renault.
1: Yes. Shit. He said, I tried to pass Carlos as he left a gap, but he braked a bit early and I had no grip to slow down. It's a real shame. (laughs) This is a real shame (laughs)
2: that you're somehow a driver.
1: Question two. On moving to Hayes, Magnussen will become the first driver to drive all four hybrid engines since they began in 2014. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Well done. That's point all round. Well done. Right. Question number three. Renault's new driver, the Hulk, is the second most experienced driver in F1 history, without a podium finish behind Adrian Sutil, who started 128 races. Yes or Renault?
2: Yes. Yes.
1: No, he's the third because Pierre Luigi Martini oh, made 180 GP starts it? without a podium. God damn it! Damn What up, guys? And finally. Clever question. Between participating in Formula Ford in 2008 and getting sponsorship for Formula Renault in 2009, Magnuson was forced to abandon his racing career and work as a factory operative. Yes or Renault?
2: Renault. Oh, I thought it was Renault, but I'm going to have to go yes.
1: Renault. Yes. He did take the time off from his motor racing career, but he worked as a welder and not <laughs> as a factory operative. Oh he look like yeah, a welder. Fool. Phil won.
0: Did I? I, know,
1: mate. I didn't. I wasn't keeping count. Okay. Well, it'll be
0: a battle to be continued next season.
1: <laughs> Torro Rosso, for the third year in a row. Toro, Toro Rosso. Sorry. That could be another good one. No, or Force,
2: India. <laughs> India, Force <laughs> India.
1: Right, for the third year in a row, Toro Rosso have M- finished. Maybe's.
2: <laughs> Sorry, M- maybe's.
1: Does that answer maybe if you think it may be right. Yeah. For a third year in a row, Toro Rosso finished seventh in the Constructors' Championships, which is amazing considering that their engines are ancient and one half of their team have been front of the all season while the other has had their head in Job Finder magazine. I'm not sure if that's funny or whether that was or not. It's true though. So basically, I want to know, what engines do they have next year? Do you know?
2: They have one of each. Signs will have a Ferrari engine and Kvyat will have a old... Ford Cortina engine.
1: <laughs> For the final time this season, Terry is going to bring us the standings.
2: Can I just preface this by saying fuck Rosberg, right? <laughs> do you know what? He came out this week saying, "Oh, it's been really hard beating Hamilton. I've had to, you know, not see my kids and live in my Monica hideaway, and you know, I've had to do all of my, you know, exercises and drive the cars, and I have all those adverts." But do you know what? Do you know what's harder than winning the world champion? Coming up with for twenty-one races, <laughs> coming up with silly nicknames for the drivers <laughs> it sent me almost to my grave. I feel a bit mental. I've come up with like nearly, I reckon what, about three hundred and fifty names for drivers this year. <laughs> uh, I've it's run it's out. out. Twenty-one S- races so, worth. So, yeah. Twenty some yeah. drivers. Exactly. exactly. So do you know what Rosberg? You don't know. You don't know. You don't yeah. know anything about hard life. So, with my most <laughs> lackluster of the year, go out on a high. Let's back us into Rosberg. Here are the final standings. So, the world champion of Formula 1 2017 is Nico Resinberg. Brilliant. Thank you. In second place was Lewis Slothamton. <laughs> In third place, Daniel Ricardo. Toe, foot, feet. Uh, Sebastian <laughs> Regretel. That's quite good. <laughs> That's not bad. Uh, Max vs. Fasten. No. Awful. <laughs> Kimi Laid-Bakkanen. <laughs> <Really? laughs> so, oh my God, I've not changed my tyres.
0: Do you mean... Oh my god, I've
2: not changed my tie, Res. Oh, nice, Aww, that would'll yeah. be better. Valtteri what's the point us? <laughs> Nico Fuckenberg Now I'm just saying this because Fuckingberg is a good name. So I hope on the paddock, he just sleeps with lots of women and that's his nickname. Aww. I can't back this up with anything, but I would quite like the idea of just people going, hey, here's Nico Fuckingberg coming again. <laughs> uh, in tenth place, Fernando Wibble. Is it yeah? Pair of pants on his head, <laughs> <and> <laughs> I can't be on my contract next year. Uh, 11th place, Felipe has been. Uh, 12th place, Carlos Sainz in nothing. <laughs> 13th, leave or remain. <laughs> 14th, Daniel Kavid, Verstappen's car. <laughs> 15th, Jensen Forgotten. <laughs> 16th, Kevin Magnum. 17th, Felipe Wanker. 18th, Gobble on the Wolf Boy. That's That's Furline to get his job next year. He's got to gobble (laughs) on his knees and gobble on the wolf. (laughs) That's what the uh, Duran Duran song's about. I'm gobbling on the wolf. wolf. Jolene, I can't believe he's not better, is in 19th and in 20th place is Stoffel Ruffle, (laughs) next year's world champion. He's the Constructors' Championship, and this is in the form of their appraisals for their (laughs) staff. in first place Mercedes with our drivers don't respect us one of them slows down the other one quits (laughs) second place is Red Bull our drivers are really cool yeah yeah heavy metal noises in third place our drivers are unpatriotic that's the only reason that we didn't win this year fourth place our drivers are alright aren't they we're surprised too in fifth place our drivers are sad that's Williams in sixth place our drivers are getting on a bit that's McLaren seventh place Toro Rosso our drivers keep changing who the fuck's that (laughs) And in 8th place, our drivers are grumpy and violent. Breno, <laughs> our drivers are disappointing. Yeah. Sauber, yeah. our drivers are Felipe Nazar and Ericsson. OK. And uh, Manor. Our drivers, well, one of them is very sexy, and the other one is Ocon.
1: <laughs> Let's talk about the standings that really matter, according to you. It's the FF1S Grand Prix Predictor Results.
2: Can I just say, Phil, before we start, I'm excited to hear this because, I mean, let's be honest, I've not done very well this year, but mm-hmm. you know what? Like a team player, like Lewis Hamilton, I am happy for whoever the champion is. Now, I haven't checked the, the standings, <laughs> but I understand that in the last couple of races, you've been desperate to talk about it because you've been in the lead.
1: Yeah, is that still yeah, the what's same? Yeah, what's still it in the lead? What's the final? Can we be proud of you?
2: Well done, Phil. Ooh. Are you well, going to quit?
0: Phil. <laughs> <laughs> well... No, I'm not going to quit because I haven't bloody won. Uh. So I'm gonna be around for another season. Next season is going to be mine. I am, to, to quote Daniel Ricciardo, I am the peasant's champion. I was winning for about three races uh, until Abu Dhabi. But uh, unfortunately, I have now been pipped at the post. So for anyone who has no idea what we're talking about, this is our Autosport Grand Prix Predictor Fantasy League. Final race of the season after 21 races of hardcore battling. Mm. I'll do the in-house results first. In third place, with a number of points that I can't see because he's not even on the first page of the overall results, is Terry Saunders with Lucas Aids watch.
2: While I was trying to back everyone else up by the Lewis Hamilton technique, I was I was trying to back everyone else into you. You certainly backed things up. I didn't change the, my no, you, predictions for four no, races. What,
1: no, that doesn't work because you went at the front, so you couldn't slow down. Shit. Sorry. So Shit. I don't even
0: know where you finished, but you're certainly lower than 20th. In second place within the FOF1S uh, standings, uh, with a very creditable 920 points in 19th place, climbing three in the last race, Chica Ayers, Team Pussy Wagon. Pleased with that?
1: I am pleased, considering I didn't change my results for the last three races. My... um predictions for the last three races but
0: first place in the ff1s standings was me phil tromans with tinder racing on uh, 1212 in the overall standings however which i'm sure the listeners are much more interested in mm. i'll very quickly run through it 10th place chris maul pupi racing well done in ninth place nachovia diablo f1 in eighth place chris garth with chuka racing in seventh place ivan ivich with racing maniac uh, in sixth place, my wife, Rebecca Tromans, with Milferama Motorsport, kid. which is actually pretty impressive because she didn't do it. She only entered from the second race. So if she'd have entered the first race, she might have done better, but she didn't, so she didn't. Fifth place, Tim Nichols with she Cat day, Anonymous. <laughs> Fourth place, Tom Clark, Turn the, 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 the Wheel, Nico! <laughs> mark. And in third place, uh, just losing it at the final race of the season, was me, Tinder Racing, Phil Tromans. In second place, jumping two places, Marcus Niskanen with the M4 Racing Team, and the winner. Of uh, the 2016 FF1S Fantasy Grand Prix League is Team Saigon, uh, run by John Arner, who I understand is not actually his real name, and I think his name's Scott because he said it so on Facebook, so I don't know why he didn't put your real name. But anyway, you've won. I hope you're happy, he jumping won. four places in the very last race. And we'll be back next season with that when I shall be killing everyone with my skills.
2: In hindsight, putting Nigel Mansell to win every race may not have been the best <laughs> thing to do.
1: Now the results of the great FF1S large hoodie competition. You may have seen it, and if you're not following us on Facebook, this will be a surprise to you, which just goes to show that you should follow us on Facebook. We had an XXL FF1S hoodie to give away, courtesy of a loyal listener and all-round top dude, Ed Ludlow. Ludlow! So to win this XXL FF1S hoodie, all you had to do was to predict where Hamilton and Rosberg would finish in Abu Dhabi as well as where the top-placed Sauber and Manor drivers would finish. Terry, can you please remind us what the results were?
2: Yes, Hamilton finished the race in position number one. That's first. Rosberg was second winning the championship. The top Manor driver was Ocon in 13th. And Ericsson was 15th.
0: Phil, who got it right? Well, nobody got it
2: right. Uh, ah, um, so we'll be rolling over this competition <laughs> to next year. Uh,
0: when it'll be a triple XL. No, uh, so, But uh, of all the entries that we've got, uh, the closest was, drum roll please, Terry. Drum. Uh, was drum. Doug Rattray. Congratulations, Doug. He predicted three of the four uh, bang on. He got uh, Hamilton, Rosberg, and Ericsson uh, absolutely right. Uh, and he predicted Ocon as well, although he got him in the wrong position, but it's closer than everybody else, so that's good enough for us.
1: So well done, Doug. We will be in touch with you on Facebook to get your details and send the hoodie off to you. I'm not sure if we really needed to include that bit in the podcast. Well, because
0: I haven't told Doug yet, so um, uh, Doug, if you'd like I, to, it depends uh, we'll if he hears this before I've got round to Facebook
1: And if you're not Doug and you didn't win, fear not, there's more FF1S merch to be had, including hoodies, T-shirts, mugs, and even mini skirts. Which
2: I am sporting one right now. Exactly.
1: Yep. Why not buy one of everything to give us Christmas presents? Terry, hit us with the shop address, please. It's ff1s.com slash shop, shop, <laughs> shop. And now, Terry, will you please bring us the state of F1? <laughs>
2: now... Contracts in Formula 1 are a farce, there's a high chance that whoever replaces Rosberg would have houdini themselves out of whatever legal straitjacket they're tied up in to get in next year's car. Rosberg himself has willfully broken the terms of his contract by not racing next year, an act of such utter subordination that I think Toto Wolff would be in his rights to fire him. <laughs> F1 is a sport with city money flowing around and contracts can always be quietly forgotten. If someone pays enough to make them go away. It's a stupid situation that makes Formula 1 a laughing stock in the legal world. And trust me, I know a lot of lawyers. (laughs) But don't worry, I have a solution. We should ban all contracts. We should free all the drivers and let them go to whatever teams they like. But won't there be pandemonium, Terry? Well, yes, Terry, this is obviously unworkable, as we need some kind of order in this crazy high-stakes world. But don't worry, I have a solution to my solution. Driver draws. Not drivers sat in their pants, although Pascal, <laughs> if you're listening, but copying football's tried and tested method of having balls in a bag. At the start of each season, in an office in the FIA headquarters, each team will have their three drivers for the year picked at random. So next year could be, uh, it's the Mercedes 2017 draw. Okay, first board out is 27, that's Nika Hülkenberg. He'll be pleased to finally have the car under him to shine, and he'll be teamed with... Oh, it's ball number 13. That's Maldonado. Oh, there'll be some winter in Brackley after that. Let's see who their reserve driver will be. Oh, it's 44. Lewis Hamilton's going to be the Friday reserve driver. What a shock. It's a brilliant idea. It means that every is going to be different. Every year we're going to have some kind of random stuff. There's going to be no, like, Ferrari 10-year contracts. It's going to be every year, whoever's got the luck of the draw is going to be a chance of being champion. And none of this, if you have the best car, blah, blah, blah. It's Perfect.
0: I think this has got a lot going for it. Would this be once at the beginning of the year or would this be every race?
2: No, beginning of the year, because it's not fair. They've got to move house. They've got to move from one end of Monaco to the other, so it's not fair uh, on their families. Oh, their families, Nico. Oh, it's not fair on your millionaire family. Oh, I haven't seen my daughter all year. What, she's with the fucking au pair. (laughs) Wow. Sorry.
0: Yeah. Looking forward to the winter break.
2: It's been a long season. <laughs> you,
1: need, you need a little break, don't I'm you? Just sick of all of <laughs> work. <while. laughs> <laughs> Shit, at, the, at the beginning, you had some really great solutions to the problems of Formula 1, and wow. now, it's got, it's got now, it's, it's, now
0: it's just ball bags.
1: <laughs> so that is it from us. It is goodbye to Phil Tromans.
0: Goodbye, everyone. We haven't had time to talk about uh, uh, a young man that could well be a future British driver to keep an eye on. Uh, a young lad called Lando Norris uh, has just won the McLaren <laughs> Autosport BRDC Awards, given out every year at the Autosport Awards, and he gets a test in a McLaren F1 car. Poor guy, along with some other better <laughs> stuff. Uh, but he's a double Formula Renault champion. He's tipped for big things, and past winners of this award include Paul De Resta, Anthony Davidson, and Jensen Button. So we may. So that's see- not
2: really going to be exciting at all. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it could might be Jensen Button, or it could be two shift drivers.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Well done, Lando. Yeah. Really looking forward to hearing about you. But we could see somebody called Lando in F1 in well, a few I don't years' trust
1: time. Him. <laughs> and to Terry Saunders. We haven't
2: had a chance to talk about. Paul Ricard is Who? having the another driver he's gonna be laying down and he's gonna be the French Grand Prix <laughs> 2018. he's basically a French guy with some galois and a baguette and he is the 401 circuit that used to have the Grand Prix in the 80s and then Bernie Eccleston's owned the track for years it's become a testing track which means it's just really trying and um it's really colorful
0: it is incredibly colourful. It might be the most colourful, assuming they don't, well, actually, they'll probably have to put more grandstands in before but the race. But there's lots of
2: weird curly stripes around it. I love
0: it. I've actually driven around Port Ricard no. and it's really difficult to figure out where it's going because it goes in all, it's like, because it's a testing, there's so many configurations. Yeah. It's almost impossible to memorise the track. So I'm hoping that they'll just leave every configuration open. And the drivers will just have to find their way around.
2: Or they can choose whichever one they want. That would be amazing. We're back to that That
0: Rallycross idea that we had a couple of episodes ago. Brilliant. But it would be good to have a French Grand Prix back, now that they have no French drivers.
2: Or do
1: they?
0: No, they do. They have got Ocon. And Grosjean. Okay, ignore that. They've got got loads loads of French drivers.
1: And (laughs) Jenson Botton.
0: No, he's retired.
1: We'll be back soon for our season review. And if you want to suggest areas that need covering, please drop us a line on our Facebook page, Facebook.com forward slash for f One sake or on Twitter at for F1's sake. Thank you so much for listening to us. We would like it really a lot if you could take a second to tell your friends. Share the podcast on Facebook or Twitter or just call a member of your family or a stranger or a stranger and just chat about us. Get your mobile
2: phone out, yeah. start a number with 07 and then just pick the rest of the numbers <laughs> and random, yeah. Unless you're and abroad. Say to them. Just go out to the street. Just start a number. Brisbane 07 14896784. I've
1: been G G. Graz. Goodbye. Bye bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.